0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, the Lord God Omnipotent reigns. Greeting, my dear podcast friends. I hope you're enjoying a close walk with our Lord. This is Dr. Harlan Betts, and it's an honor for me to have you joining me for this podcast. The Wisdom From Above podcasts are designed to help us move beyond the reasoning of man to the revelation of God. God's revelation is revealed to us in the Bible. We now have over 150 episodes available to everyone everywhere in the world who has access to Wi-Fi. Season 10 of Wisdom From Above is focused on practical Christianity. It's a series of how-to's and life-changing truths. Today's podcast reveals how to get the most out of the Bible. Throughout the ages, certain men and women have stood out as spiritual giants, Have you ever wondered what it is that enabled them to move towards such dynamic spiritual maturity? Some men and women seem to find such clear direction and find such great satisfaction and make such a dramatic impact on the world. Why is it that some people seem to be radically changed by the Bible and become real difference makers, while others seem to be completely unaffected? Why is it... That some people seem to learn and grow and bear so much fruit, while others seem to just wither away or give up or drop out. What makes the difference? I believe the answer is found in the parable of the soils, as found in Luke 8, 4 to 15. The illustration is found in Luke 8, verses 4 to 8. Jesus is speaking. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded the crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So Jesus has mentioned four types of soil. The roadway soil, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, and the good soil. There are some crucial distinctions I want you to notice because these soils break up into two different groups. There's the first soil... And then there's the last three soils. In the first soil, the seed never implanted. In the last three soils, the seed implanted. In the first soil, the seed never sprouted and grew. In the last three soils, the seed sprouted and grew. In the first soil, the seed never bore fruit. In the last three, the, the seed bore fruit. Some of you are asking, well, how do you know the seed implanted and grew in the last three soils? Well, it's easy. The Bible says in verse 6 that the seed in the rock of soil sprang up. In verse 7, the seed in the thorny soil sprang up. In verse 8, the seed in the good soil sprang up. So the seed sprang up in these last three soils. It sprouted, it grew. Something just a good uh, ground produced. Why would I say the others produced? Again, it's fairly easy. The Bible says that the fourth seal yielded a crop 100 times greater. Well, that comparative is meaningless unless there's something it is being compared to. Think about it. 100 times zero is still zero. It has to mean that it produced 100 times greater than the seed placed in rocky and thorny soils. They produced a a little, some, and the good soil produced 100 times more. The instruction now is found in verses 8, in chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. Then Jesus' disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Remember, there is a polarization taking place. Some accepted Jesus and his message. Others rejected Jesus and his message. The masses sought to touch Jesus. But the scribes and Pharisees sought to kill Jesus. You see, those who rejected Jesus Christ were bound by their own blindness and ruined by their own refusal. And Jesus began to speak in parables. The unbelievers understood only the surface meaning, while the believers could understand the deeper meaning. For example, you tell someone to go jump in a lake. He thinks you're suggesting an exciting means of recreation when you're actually telling him just to go away. Speaking in parables was an act of judgment and mercy. Because the more you know, the more you're held responsible. The greater the light, the greater the judgment. In other words, Jesus spoke in parables to aid greater understanding for believers and to avoid greater judgment for unbelievers. Let me say that again. Jesus spoke in parables to aid greater understanding for believers And to avoid greater judgment for unbelievers. As he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And now we come to the interpretation found in verses 11 to 15. Jesus explains. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So Jesus makes it crystal clear. The seed is the word of God. We find the same comparison in James one twenty one, and 1 Peter one twenty three, Verse 12, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Verse 13, the ones by the rock are those who, when they hear. Verse 14, now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard. Verse 15, but the ones that fell on the ground are those who, having heard. You see, the seed is the word of God. And the soils are those who hear the word of God. The soils picture varying heart responses to hearing the word of God. As we look at the interpretation, I want you to identify with one of the soils. Um, the ro- first is the rocky soil. Excuse me. The first is the roadway soil, verse 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. This is the roadway soil. uh, The seed drops on this hard-packed road and just sits there, and the devil comes and takes it away, lest they should believe and be saved. So the problem is, they hear the word, but they do not accept it. A heart that rejects the message of God's word is described in 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, first of all, they have the wrong attitude. They don't welcome the things of God. And secondly, they have the wrong aptitude. They cannot understand the things of God. And why is that? Well, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, Satan has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the glorious light of the gospel should shine unto them. Satan is blinding their mind. Seed that falls on a hard-packed road cannot penetrate and implant. In the same way, the word of God cannot penetrate the hard, unbelieving heart. And then Satan, like the birds in the parable, comes and takes his seed away so it does not implant. The Bible tells about the rich man's brother who was not a believer. And Jesus said, if he won't respond to the truths of the Bible, he would not believe even if a man came back from the dead. Don't reject God's word for man's word. Don't sacrifice God's way for man's way. Don't be bound by your own blindness. Don't be ruined by your own refusal. You should pray, Open my eyes that I might see. Or soften my heart to receive the truths of God's word. The principle here is, Don't sacrifice eternal identification with Jesus for eternal separation from Jesus. Or don't sacrifice God's way for man's way. The second soil is the rocky soil, in verse 13. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, they fall away. The problem here is they hear the word, they receive the word. But it doesn't sink deep roots. And when trials and temptation come, they wither. This believer responds right to the truth, but he responds wrong to trials. He's willing to come to Christ for life, but he's not willing to go on with Christ through trials. There are many situations where the easy thing is to follow the crowd, or go along to get along, or to compromise character for comfort it's not easy to stand in a world that promotes immorality and mocks jesus and denies the bible i know second timothy 3:12 says all who live godly in christ jesus will suffer persecution it's not if it's when they will suffer persecution. When persecution, pressure, or problems strike, don't push the panic button. Don't bail out. Don't curse God. Instead, turn to God. Trust in God. He loves you. He has a plan. He has your best interests at heart. He can work all things together for good, according to Romans 28, eight, twenty-eight. You could pray, Lord, I know you love me, I know you know what is best. And so I'm going to trust you in the midst of this trial. Are your trials and temptations driving you from God? Or are they driving you closer to God? Are your trials and temptations ruining your appetite for the word? The principle here is don't sacrifice character for comfort. The third soil is the thorny soil. In verse 14. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. The problem here is he hears the word, he receives the word, but gets strangled by the worries and riches and pleasures of this life. This believer is seeking the riches of this life at the expense of the next life. His time, energies, efforts, and money are all consumed by passing things. He is driven by a lust for possessions, pleasure, power, and prestige. He is consumed with the worries, riches, and pleasures of this life. Jim Elliot, a missionary killed by the Aka Indians he was trying to reach for Christ, once wrote, He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep in order to gain what he cannot lose. Imagine this crazy situation. A man, visited by an angel, gets any wish. He chooses to see the stock market page of the newspaper one year in advance. Wow! What incredible news he sees. He would be able to invest and make millions. He was surprised to see his picture on the lower half of the page. And he thinks immediately, I must already be rich and famous. But on looking more closely, he discovered that it is his obituary. (laughs) Remember, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. You could pray this. Lord, I, I really do love you more than the world, or at least I want to. Please help me to straighten out my priorities help me to focus more on the invisible than the invis- than the visible and on the eternal than the temporal are the riches and cares of this world ruining your appetite for the word the principle is this don't sacrifice the permanent for the passing and now we come to the last soil the fourth soil the good fertile soil Jesus says, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This believer hears the message, receives the message, grows, and bears much fruit. First, in contrast to the roadway, like the thorny and rocky soil, this is a believer. Second, in contrast to the rocky soil, this person holds up under pressure. Third, in contrast to the thorny soil, this person weeds out the cares of this world. Fourth, this person hears and obeys and abides in Christ and is faithful. But there's more. This parable says he produced 100-fold. This parable is also found in Matthew 13 and Mark 4. And in those parables, Jesus says some produced 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. What is Jesus getting at? What does this mean? It means keep on growing. Keep on being fruitful. Keep on being faithful. Keep on becoming more and more like Christ. Don't sacrifice future productivity for present progress. Don't sacrifice knowing God better for knowing God well. Don't settle for mediocrity. And miss out on maturity. Consider King David. He knew God. He could be proud. He had refused, excuse me. Let me try that again. Consider Daniel. He knew God. He could be proud. He'd refused the king's food. He was promoted. He'd honored God by putting God first and keeping himself pure. So, what's a little thing like praying in a place where he could be seen? Talk about a subtle temptation. Daniel was a likely candidate for the rocky soil. You know, just don't pray like normal, and you won't get thrown in the lion's den. Talk about worries and cares of this life. Daniel was a likely candidate for the thorny soil, he had it good. Why give up a comfy room and a comfy job for a lion's den? Consider Joseph. He knew God well. He could be satisfied. He'd been sold into slavery and he stayed true to God. He'd been exalted and honored with a very high position. So what is a little pleasure with a beautiful woman? Joseph was a likely candidate for the thorny soil. But Joseph did not sacrifice purity for pleasure. Joseph did not sacrifice the permanent for the passing. You could pray, Lord, please don't let me settle for status quo. Don't let me muddle around in mediocrity. Help me to have a burning desire to know you better and to serve you better and to become more like you. The principle is don't sacrifice future productivity for present progress. Don't miss out on maturity by settling for mediocrity. Don't sacrifice knowing God better for knowing God well. Okay, so we've considered all four types of soil. I asked you to identify with one of them. Are you rocky soil? Are you a believer in Jesus who is falling under pressure and giving up under persecution? The Bible says, suffer hardship with me as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Don't let pressure or persecution ruin your appetite for the Word of God. Some believers are having to say goodbye to their wives and children to fight for freedom. Some believers are having to face tremendous obstacles in order to stay true to the Word. A lady whose hands were both stumped said, I'd rather be a leper and know him then be whole and a stranger to his grace. Don't sacrifice character for comfort. Second, are you thorny soil? Are you a believer who's getting wrapped up in the pleasures of this life? The Bible says, No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of this world, so that he may please the one who enlisted him. Don't sacrifice a permanent on the altar of the present. There was a man who had lost almost everything in this world. His legs became infested with gangrene. And then the operation took his legs. He said, does it take this to get the spiritual into focus? Well, for him it did. But don't let pleasure ruin your appetite for the word of God. Don't sacrifice the permanent praise for passing pleasure. Then there's the good soil. Perhaps you're a believer who's grown and been committed to God. Perhaps you've done some good things for the Lord, but now you're tempted to settle for what you've done. You could easily bask in the glory of past accomplishment for the Lord, but don't lose your passion for pleasing Christ. Keep on keeping on. Hear the word of Christ. I am the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me bears much fruit, and without me you can do nothing. Praise God for what he's done through you. But don't become satisfied with accomplishments of the past. Press on to the prize of becoming more and more like Christ. Don't give up maturity for mediocrity. Moses talked with God face to face as a man talks with his friend, and yet he pled with God to let him know him better. Paul was an apostle of Jesus. Yet he cried out that he wanted to know Christ better. Don't sacrifice knowing him better for knowing him well. Well, there is one other soil. Perhaps you're the roadway. Have you hardened your heart? Have you rejected Jesus? Have you heard that you're a sinner and that Jesus died to pay for your sins and that he rose from the dead? But you've chosen to reject this message? Maybe you You want to live life your way. Maybe you think you have no need of God. Maybe you think the word of God is not accurate or reliable. Maybe you think that there's no hope for you. You're the rocky soil. You're the roadway soil. But just because your heart is hard doesn't mean it cannot be broken and softened. I grew up going to East Isle Bible Camp, and there is a place by the old chapel that has beautiful thick green grass. For 40 years, it was hard-packed gravel, and not even a sprig of grass or growth on it. But then it was cleared, plowed, disked, raked, seeded, and watered, and now it is completely covered with grass. You would never even know that it was one time a road, a hard-packed road. Do you want to hear some good news? God loves you. Did you hear that? God loves you. He loves you so much he sent his son to die in your place and pay for your sins. Do you want to come to Christ? He wants you to come. God not desires that any should perish but that all would come to him in faith. Don't sacrifice eternal identification with Christ for eternal separation from Christ. Right now, Right where you are, you can place your faith in Jesus as your own personal Savior. And if you do, you will have eternal life. Father, I pray that you would help us to be good soil. Responsive to your voice. Listening to your word. Growing and producing. Thank you for being part of my podcast family. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please give them a five-star review and hit that follow button so you'll be notified of each new weekly podcast of Wisdom from Above. I'd love it if you took the time to write a brief positive review. And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at harlanbetts at gmail.com. Or you can leave a message on my Facebook page, Wisdom From Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. This is Dr. Harlan Betts wishing you a great week and God's blessings. I'm honored that you've chosen to join me in this passionate quest for Wisdom From Above.